Hey guys, my name's Techie. I'm uh, here in the Hustler Studios. We're about to do a podcast. Um, got a few things on our mind today, speaking about mental health, uh, the state of Sydney clubs, the music scene, the music I've been working on, a um, little bit of microdosing, um, just speaking about spirituality. Um, should be a fun day. I'm super keen to get into it. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hustler Daily. My name is Mitchell Gammon, alongside me as per usual is Sean and Jesse. And today we have a very special guest in the building, Mr. Techie, Mr. Hey guys. Mullet of the Month. <laughs> what it Mullet is. Of the year, bro. <laughs> Mullet of the year, Fresh. Just That's some L'Oreal ad on me. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. No, all good, man. Um, for people who know you, people who want to get to know you better, people who don't know you, who's Techie? Um, so, I make music, I like make a bit of house techno, I've been doing a bit of um, hip hop lately, working with some rappers in the yeah. area, it's a lot of cool rappers, some out west, um, working with a dude named Dante Nose from mm. um, Brooklyn, Oh wow. um, so he's yeah. living here at the moment, um, toured with like Sticky Fingers, so he's cool, like, oh. got a booth set up in my house, we've been like recording shit, um, Graveyard Boys, but they're not working as Graveyard Boys anymore. I don't know if you heard of those guys, but they're from out west sort of ways. Um, pretty much got my house EP ready, ready to go. So doing that shit. Um, DJed for like five years, but not much. With everything right going on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the clubs are closed. They're opening up soon, so hopefully score some gigs. I fucking. So there that, you go. About it for me. Yeah. Uh, in the music world, in the music scene, worked in there since I was 18, so. Fuck yeah. You've had a few yeah. gigs in the past, eh? Like, World All Bar? All the place. I worked at World Bar for like a year at the bar. Yeah. I DJ there for like three years, four years. Pretty much he's the place. There's Ivy, Chinese Laundry. Yeah. St- uh, Home Bar, Starfuckers, like... Fucking hell, Starfuckers even. Yeah. That's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> I think anyone that's gone in the club scene for the last five, six years has probably seen your face around. I'm around. <laughs> I've only had this mullet for two years, but I'm around. Is that how long you've been growing it for? Two uh, years. Oh, bro, I've had this hair. This is like five, six years of growth. I had my hair down to my ass. And <laughs> yeah, I, I like, can no, relate. I'm fucking cut into a mullet. Why not? No, it looks fucking mad. Very nicely. Thank you, thank you. And how you developed over the, over the years, you know? What <laughs> shampoo and conditioner do you use? Oh, fuck. Plug it. Her- Herbal Essence. That's, that's a plug, Herbal Essence. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out Herbal Essence. Herbal Essence. The fucking, the um, purchases of that just skyrocketed. Honestly, season. they're stocks, bro. Let's <laughs> put it again in now. We've got to put it in now before this gets released. Because Herbal Essence's stock is just going to flow after that. Plug me. Free, free shampoo, please. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's not cheap. Oh, bro. It can fucking dent the Not bank. cheap to have good looking hair like that. Nah. Gotta take Logan, care of this bad boy. <laughs> you're not a stranger to the uh, long hair? No, nah, no. Nah. That's why I went and, when I seen this this morning, and it took me back to <laughs> when I had hair like that. <laughs> a bit of PTSD. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a pain in the ass half the time. Bro. Oh, huge pain in the ass. Can't do anything. Like, you gotta wash your hair. If you wet your hair, it's a fucking process. Yeah. Oh, and the beach is your worst enemy, uh, cuz. But I hate going to the beach. Like, <laughs> kind of just have a quick dip <laughs> without being uncomfortable. Where, like, your hair goes thick and shit and, like, knots up. And... But see, it'd be alright, because it's all at the back as well. So it's that's a little why, bit better when the wind yeah. is shit. When it's like, when it comes down, it used to come down at the front and stuff. It's just everywhere, bro. You eat, it's in your mouth. Oh. Like, the was wind, that the main reason you cut it? No, but it was like a bonus. Yeah. Like, now, like I can, I used to not be able to do, like put my head down without my head just going <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Now I'm like, 
<laughs> wear it out now up down left yeah. right yeah, motherfucker <laughs> so you used to have long hair I used around. to have like just like I had a bowl cut in high school yeah like all the front and shit and then it just I grew it out cause I went to a catholic school so I had to like have it above the shoulders oh uh, yep the days. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. days. I tried arguing that. I got suspended for like three days. <laughs> like literally, I wrote like a three-page letter being like, why I should be able to have, guys should have long hair. <laughs> ignored suspended. Yeah, ignored. <laughs> Talk to me about equality. <laughs> <laughs> Request fucking decline, brother. Yeah. <laughs> We're not about your education here. <laughs> We're about your fucking hair above the shoulders. Yeah. Bro, they used to send you, like even if you had one prickle of Facial hair. Facial hair. They'd send you with a fucking $6 razor to the bathroom to shave. Not even $6 for a hundred pack. Seriously. (laughs) It was those home brand ones. They'd give you it. Bro, you'd come out, your cheek, half your skin would be off. Like it's in, and at the time, no one knew how to fucking shave as nah. well. You'd think they'd send a teacher down with you and like teach <laughs> you how to fucking shave. you think shave. that'd be a class or something, bro. Instead, <laughs> I'm doing trigonometry yeah. and all, all yeah. school and we don't know how to fucking shave. We don't know any life fucking basics. They just send you down there. I like, remember the year they brought in fucking coloured shoes because before that they thought oh, it was a distraction, bro. Yeah. yeah, it was always fucking <laughs> I got, white. I got, I got it suspended for that too. <laughs> for <laughs> shoes. I had my, 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 my bright blue, bright orange fucking free runners. <laughs> yeah. I. I've caused a scene over that. I'm like, these cunts are wearing these fucking Ray-Bans that are flat soles. The volleys, cunts. These, like, Converse's and shit. And just because they're white, they're all good. And I'm like, these free runners, look how much support they have. Yeah. They can't even fucking wear them. He's an ergonomic <laughs> brother. Seriously, these are fucking... These are recommended by my orthodontist. Yeah, there you go. Is that the name? Yeah, I think that's a... Isn't that a dentist? Ortho... Pedi- pediatrician. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pediatrician. Ortho- What's ortho? They do your teeth. Uh, maybe. Or you- no, because you get orthotics. Orthopedist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think that's a dictionary. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Fuck me. Now, how'd you get into the whole... De- uh, like, how'd you get into the, I guess, working both scene. as a bar, um, a bar staff, but also as a DJ? I like to party a little clubs. bit. Yeah. I, 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 uh, in my last year of HSC, I had a bit of fun times going out. <laughs> and, um, was that during or after HSC? During. <laughs> I, I borrowed rum. I didn't actually turn 18 until the middle of HSC, the final exams, but I had a mate's ID. Um, so, like, the whole HSC, like, year 12, I was going out. Um, I don't know, I just like partying. And then eventually, a couple of my mates ran World Bar Wednesday nights. They actually, like, uh, you know, curated the night and stuff, and mm. from that on, um, got into it. Pretty much started DJing just hip hop, and then from then on, it just progressed. Um, used to hang out, smoke a lot of cones with my mates, and they <laughs> taught me to DJ. And I don't know, and it just took so off just from there. Talent. Yeah, just literally just natural, you know. Like, didn't do your shot. Fuck your shot. <laughs> <laughs> No issues of people doing your nah, shot. No, fuck your <laughs> they, shot, bro. I tried out. I tried out and they said, kid, they were like, nah, sorry. Like, Same nah. here, bro. I'm what? like, what do you mean? Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> when I make it, motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't, don't need your shot. Do it on your own. <laughs> so it was all self-taught, like from the boys? Semi, and... from the boys, yeah. Um, there's a collective <clears throat> called Bodega. Um, they're, they're working out of Bannondale now. They're doing some good shit. Um, they pretty much taught me everything. Um, and then production i kind of just started teaching myself production a lot of help from mates but pretty much myself and then i went to um ableton live to a school which is a program i use yep. and it was like five grand for a whole year 
killed it like so much fun they teach you everything you need to know about production and just took off from there yeah mad yeah so so you physically went to a school it's like once a week you go to a class and it's like they teach you like three hours and it's all like you you see like like professionals from the industry there's like Mm. there's a lot of um actual music people that are in the australian industry that like getting played on triple j and stuff like that and like they're teaching the classes and stuff. Which is so it's really good to it. network as well. That too. You meet so many good people. Um, and like, on top of that, you meet um, really good mix and masters. So when you finish your track, you yep. you got to send it to somebody who's like an audio engineer or mix and master. And that's, you meet some good people. They just there. polish it mm. off and everything. Definitely, definitely. And especially for someone who's in like the house or tech or like, I guess, dance scene. Um, when you go to other places, it's a lot bandy or like that sort of stuff. And this school was like big on their electronic music. So mm. very good to like meet those contacts. Fucking nice. Yeah. Right down your alley. Oh, 100%. It was yeah. good. Yeah, no, a lot of these boys are like, oh, a lot of the teachers, sorry, um, were, getting paid, uh, were getting played all over like FBI radio, which is big for the yeah. Australian dance scene and um, Triple J as well. So... So the EP you're working on then, is that yeah. inspired by anything in particular or is it just like a collection of just like your works years and of, shit? years of, I guess, being in clubs. Yeah. Um, on top of that, probably, I don't know, like I've got lots of influences. I listen to a lot of different things, a lot of industrial sounds. Um, I don't know, I guess like trippy shit. I was like <laughs> a bit of a tripper, but you know, just like, yeah, I don't know, just like so many different influences it's got a bit of like tech a bit of hip hop influences it's a bit of an experimental mix of both yeah fuck yeah it's not too experimental but you know and you got vocals on there or is it just instrumental um mostly vocals I've purchased online yeah um I just released a track last year actually with my first track I've released with somebody on it her name's Disco Shrine Mm. so she's from LA um, which was pretty cool. So I met her when I was in LA. Oh, yeah. I went there like two years ago and um, when she was in Australia last year, she jumped on one of my tracks. Yeah, cool. fuck so that yeah. was cool and that was like a house sort of track. So that was fun. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. It's good to work with people, but it's very hard when you're making house tracks to actually like get vocalists in there. Yeah. Half the tracks I've tried mm-hmm. making that were house tracks sort of turned into hip hop tracks. Yeah. Like how it goes you know is that why you're sort of going down the hip-hop alley now i'm just a massive hip-hop head so i've always thought like why not do it you know push for it and i don't know i started making hip-hop beats and then i'm friends with a lot of different people in the industry a lot of rappers and i grew up with a lot of different people that are rapping now so i just thought why not and it's been been a good journey so far you know been growing with um certain groups you know all learning together coming up together yeah that's fucking exciting it's been good so you can't, yeah, yeah. You can't wait for the clubs to open back up. Semi, I'm like semi like and not having to go out. <laughs> yeah, it's, so nice. That it's a nice, it's a nice rest. You know? um, well deserved rest after uh, six years or yeah. seven years. Honestly, I was like, I was like thanking God to like be able to go to bed every night at like <laughs> nine pm. I was like, thank, thank you. Like, it's been nice, you know. I had a bit of a break from drinking, which is good. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, clubs open up in the next couple, probably in the next few weeks. I think. Oh, is that start, what they reckon? They're starting Fucking to open up. Yeah. I'm seeing events starting to pop up slowly. Mm. Um, cases are very minimal right now too, yeah. which is good. So. But will there be limits on that? Like. Um. So it's half the capacity of the club, oh, yeah. or up to a thousand people, I believe. Oh shit! Fucking so, hell! No one's gonna get in. 
Yeah, I know. Fuck you. Yeah. Think about how hard it was before COVID to get into a club. The second you take one, look at it. Nah, mate, sorry, you're not coming in today. Yeah, I know. It's just about a ratio of 995 women to five men. You've got to dress up the place. Yeah, I remember when we went out to um that Mexican place or whatever it is in Bondi. El Camino? Oh, El Topo. El Topo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there was four or five of us and we're waiting in line and we've got there and it was just us five and then they've said, hey boys, do you have any girls? And we, oh. Like they literally said and we're like, nah, they're like, well, you can't come in, sorry. Like, what the fuck, bro? We've been lining up for so long. <laughs> I'd somebody expect kidding? that from Bondi, and it's kind of shit that they tell you, like, <coughs> once you're at the front of the line. Yeah, yeah well, come, that's it. Come, we're lining up. We've been lining <laughs> they, up for like 45 it, minutes. They smile at come you, tell they us. see you up the back. They, they smile at you and let you wait. They get a fucking heart on yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, reject you once you get to the front of the line. Fucking well, probably because if they tell you, we'll end up, like, finding a random, you know, couple girls or whatever. Hey, true, can true. you just come, you know, just walk in with us? Just come with us, and then. But yeah, that was. That I was don't blame fun. him, bro. That would be a fun part of the job. <laughs> like honestly, I've seen a lot of like stuff in a petty way. In a petty way, not like, not like you know, legit way. In a petty way, they're, it'd be nice to they're, just they're look at some petty, kind of. Bro, like, I'm gonna fucking ruin your night. I, I, I've I've been bashed by sekis, which oh has my. not been fun. But I've also like seen a lot of like, at an unnamed club I worked at. <laughs> <I'm just close. laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of shit over the years, you know. Seki's a power tripping. King's oh. Cross Police is even more, you know, like power tripping. Just got to get one over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but the Seki's, yeah, like the shit I've seen, it's just like, and they'll back the other Seki's up. Like even if they start it, yeah, they'll back them up. So it's mm. like it's a gang, you know. Literally, it's rough. I think though, over here we're pretty lucky with the sekis we have because you see some of them videos coming out like Bali and that, where the sekis are fucking planting oh, drugs on them, trying yeah, to get yeah, them arrested yeah. and shit. Like, who there was? Remember that bloke? It would have been like last year or something when that video came out went viral, and you see the seki put the bag in his pocket mm. and walk him out like in was it Bali? I think? Yeah, I think it was Bali, yeah. one of the big clubs over there. So. You know, and if they didn't have the video, the bloke would have got done. Yeah, I'd rather cop one on the chin than 20 years in Lombok and whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. But even in Europe, they were saying, when we were over there, we had to be really careful with all the security because they say, if you do anything out of line, they literally take you around the corner. Yeah, and just, just, you know, and yeah. just bash you. Yeah. So oh. we are pretty lucky here in that sense. <laughs> but then you're saying you've been bashed by I, security. I, I have. Three, three seckies jumped me at a place in Surrey Hills. Um, well, I was a little a bit, bit of, fucked up. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't even in the place. I was like, we, we didn't get let in. And I like went to pat him on the back and have a joke with him. And he's like, don't fucking touch me. Oh, God. And then, yeah, That's, and then it just oh, like started. And I punched a sign. and <laughs> <laughs> The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> missed the target. And then I got arrested. Like six cop cars came and shit. It was crazy. <laughs> just for one little man. Yeah, one little man. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was pretty blind. Yeah. So you know. bro, bro. They are on a power trip. To be to, to be fair, the opposite in Melbourne. So I saw this this dude drop like a ten pack of pingers, and the seki picked it up, handed it back to the dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, what a place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> Melbourne for you. No wonder it's the party capital of Australia. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it was. Was yeah. recently, but that's fucked. They're they're not doing anything till the twenty eighth of October at least. They've still got another month in them before fucking no, anything I think, opens I, up. I, I think because the cases are doing all right, they've um. Oh yeah, bringing it, bringing it forward. Yeah? They've fast tracked it. 
Fuck I don't cool. think they'll have clubs, but I don't think bit. clubs. It's like a bit, they're yeah. three months behind us, I yeah, 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 with everything. Definitely, like in terms definitely. of all the big fucking events, because <clears throat> you can't even play sport down there still. Crazy. Like Melbourne versus and power up at Suncorp today. So uh, fucking Suncorp. <laughs> yeah, like who every... gets the home advantage in that? Honestly, it's a neutral ground. If anything, <laughs> yeah, it's para a closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a para home but, game. <laughs> to be fair, Melbourne been up there for fucking since they locked down. Well, half the Melbourne team plays for Queensland, so fuck me. <laughs> yeah, they get an origin experience. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but fuck, Melbourne's chill, bro. If you... The how have you been there? Hectic. Been there a few times. I'm really like, I enjoy Melbourne, but I don't know if I could live there. It's like, Same. it's good, it's good for like a weekend if you want to kick a bender and like, you can party from a fucking Thursday to a Tuesday if you want, you know, but a bit few too many days you know but you, know, <laughs> you can you can they're a different breed too bro oh, Melbourneians yeah they love their speed down there <laughs> like, they got nothing else better to do and they like keep up for like three days and just like bump <sighs> speed like it's I don't know and what's that number one Coffee. club down there it's a fucking hole oh, revs revs Marvel. Bro, it's a yeah. fucking hole. It's a hole. It looks like a diner that's <laughs> yeah. been smashed in and ran through. Like, you, you walk in there on a Sunday and there's, like, that much glass on the floor. You think someone had fucking broken into the place. <laughs> and it's all right, but it's, it's a good time. Everyone you know? just parties. Yeah, it's party. Everyone's party. there for the same reason and yeah. shit. And Melbourne's chill, like, being someone from Sydney, going down there is you can relaxing. Be fucked up. You can be fucked up and be out. They're not going to, like, kick you out for being fucked up. Mm. You know, in Whereas Sydney... Sydney, yeah. Yeah, you, you had... You know, six too many beers and you're out, you know. Apparently six is not the right answer when you want to get into a club. <laughs> yeah. I've had two beers, you know. Who the fuck has two beers before yeah. you get out? Honestly, beer? imagine how many people walk through and go, I've only had two, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, probably no, the no. only number they would hear. You've had two, he's had two. Everyone must have had two. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them six part and they're like, too many. How's that crazy? <laughs> Having like 10, 12. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking off chops by the time you get there. Oh, man, should appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I mean, you're the first person that hasn't lied to me. <laughs> get in there, have a good night. <laughs> you get a table for free. <laughs> Bring the bottle out. This bloke's having a good time tonight. <laughs> He's at six. Keep him fucking going. <laughs> He's an honest bloke. Keep him on the fucking piss. He's fucking well deserved. Got any drugs? Because <laughs> we got some for you. <laughs> a little ten pack bring laying him. around you somewhere. That's maybe the uh, trick to nightlife in Sydney. Is just be honest. Mate, I am fucking blind. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, come in. Well, it's not the trick, but it's, it doesn't work. <laughs> not in Bondi, it doesn't. Don't try in Bondi. Just don't go to Bondi. I think that's the yeah. 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 Don't go to Bondi. Yeah. Fuck Bondi. But I reckon Sydney's maybe on the verge of opening back up. In 24 hours. 24-hour yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what will be under that. I've seen that. I hope it's clubs again. That'd be wild. Mm. Should be mm. able to, till the sun goes up, you know. A whole generation, like, with lockout laws, they came out, they came into effect, what, like six, seven years ago now? Feels like fucking. It's been a long forever. time. So, like, um, when we turned 18, the year we turned 18 was the year they yeah. were in effect. And since then, like, I worked at Worldbar that year and I, it was still pumping, just slowly decline. And I just saw so many clubs in the cross close. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I feel like for six years, every generation that's been 18 since that then has just missed out on any sort of experience, you know? Um, so hopefully I'm hoping for the next generation that are, you know, fresh to come into it. They actually like know, know what partying is, you know? Mm. 
Because it ruins like all the industries. It's not just like the pubs and clubs Heaps. that suffer. It's all the music people as yeah, well, like yourself. Like without without the, like your stage to perform, where how do you make your cash? Unless you've like got the ins with um, actual putting it on Spotify and getting it out there legitimately. It's, it's very hard in Sydney or New South Wales at least to um, make it through production in clubs. Like mm. back in the day, like people like Alice in Wonderland. Um, there's a fair few artists I can name that just like made it through clubs pushed through clubs and built up from clubs to festivals to whatever but you can't really do that these days you know mm. there's no opportunities there there hasn't been in the past maybe six years you it feels know? like every like especially do you remember the club the club across from world yeah yeah. yeah yeah but i reckon that place had the same dj every weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the same fucking soundtrack just used to play from start to finish you used to stand out there and not even do anything <laughs> literally it's how it goes yeah so then, yeah, that's what the club started to become it's like nothing interesting, you know. Chris Brown and Tiger fan of a fan on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world bar was always pumping. It was good towards the end, not so much, but yeah. um, definitely it was like. Why did, why did they close down? Just due to not being able to afford it. Knockouts came in. Like yeah. when I when I first worked there, the first night I worked there, three levels were open, and then towards the end of like working there, only a year later. Um, you'd be lucky if the second level was open on that same night, yeah. you know? Fucking hell. Um, it was just like, <laughs> it depended. Some nights it was just like in waves, it'd be busy, it wouldn't, it, you know, and you lose money like that. It's yeah. not, uh, it's not fucking lot cheap of, to a lot of pay rent as well. You're, you're paying like, like uh, liquor fees, licensing fees, you're paying, uh, the electricity, which for three levels is crazy. The rent, um, staff, the staff, like the, the DJs, the DJs which, yeah. you know, if you're having a decent night, the DJs can be anywhere from five hundred to three grand just for the headline, wow. you know. So, um, and then you got yeah. the roster behind that as well. And then well. on top, you've got all the the, the backups, mm. you know, all the the openers and stuff. So it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The the owners used to complain a lot about like you know, we'd 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 be spending this much and only making this much, and half the time they weren't even making that; they were losing money. Yeah. Mm. So. Just not worth their while. It's anymore. not worth it, yeah. So it just happened. They they changed owners, and then after that, the owners turned to Cali Club, and then Cali Club was just fuckwits and didn't pay any of the DJs and just Fuck went, went dry. Business. Nah, not at all. But there you go. They should have just let World Bar die. Unfortunately, not yeah. reopen it back up as something mm. else. But it is what it is. It is what it is. <clears throat> you know, um, there was a few clubs going strong, but saying that, like Chinese Laundry, run by. Same people that run Ivy, you know, Mary Val runs it. So they got a lot of money behind them and back Yeah, multi million dollar business they, already. They, exactly. They could they could run it a loss and there yeah. was no issues, mm. you know. Which isn't like fair for other companies, you know, like World Bar was a family owned business. You know, you got that competing with someone who has millions and millions of dollars can take a loss for five years just mm. just to flush the competition out, yeah. you know. Like laundry was always semi strong because there wasn't much else going on, mm. you know? Yeah. Fucking Bloody hell. World Bar Wednesdays. Yeah, Fuck. what a night they were the war. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> Work on attended a Thursday. Many of them. <laughs> attended many World yeah. Bar Wednesdays. Now I think about it like, fuck going out on a Wednesday, but... Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it is what it is. Bro, I barely want to fucking leave the house. I barely want to cook dinner on a Wednesday, yeah. let alone fucking... <laughs> Go out let alone World eat, Bar. Eat, eat a few pingers, you know? <laughs> Uh, that'll make sure you don't have to have fucking dinner. No dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cheap dinner. No dinner needed. Do you reckon there's a revolution if it does open? Do you reckon 
like if, if Sydney becomes a 24-hour um, city and clubs are a part of that, you reckon we see a like revitalization in clubs, new I think, clubs? I think everything's going to start up fresh again. Um, we won't see a lot of the old stuff, but um, I'm hoping there's a lot of people that are still passionate. There's a lot of people who um, that I know anyway have worked in the industry for years. Hmm. They don't want to give it up or they haven't given it up by choice. So it's like um, with that, when, when there is more option out there, you know, and when clubs do need people to run the nights for them, because the clubs don't actually run the night themselves, they get people to run them. Mm. So they get, like, experienced yeah. people who know what's yeah. what, booking people, um, promoters, all that sort of stuff. Um, there is people ready to go. I know people that, that will jump at the opportunity. Mm. So, And there's a lot of, like, passionate people out there. It's just they need they need the, the place to do it, and there's no place to do it, and there hasn't been for years, you know. Mm. So... No, that's exciting. Yeah. It's good to hear that because, yeah, Definitely. when Sydney's pumping, it's pumping. Oh, it, I, I have faith, but it'll be like, it took six years to kill it fully. Um, and like, even before COVID, the night, the nightlife was dead. It was, mm-hmm. it was really just like, well, it sort of needed something like this to exactly. sort of change I, it up. To a really. point, definitely. And it'll take probably another five before it gets back to somewhere semi-decent. Yeah. But, but it will take, it will slowly take off. I don't know. I'm hoping people are so bored from like being stuck at home that it's just like takes off quicker, but yeah. it's a culture thing. You got to understand like now people, our age, we've grown up thinking it's normal to go home at 2am. Yeah. You know, or 3am or go to kick-ons or whatever like there's no culture in being there till the morning you know what i always realize people don't come out till 10 30 11 and they're only there from from 11 till 2 normally you know yeah in, well that's yeah like that like the amount of stories i used to hear from the older boys and whatnot that said that you know they used to club hop so yeah, they'd you'd go be out for hours they'd go out at 11 p.m and they'd that like that was the start of their night and they'd be there till 8 9 you know, in the morning, they're catching a train home or whatever the case was. Yeah. And that's the same. Like, you go over to Europe when we were there, we were doing the same thing. So the first couple of nights, we'd go out at 10 o'clock and it was fucking dead. No one's out like, till 1 no or 2 one's out. No. Yeah. And then it started picking up at about 11, 11.30. By 1, 1 a.m., you know, it's pumping. The main headline's on at 2.33. Yeah. And it's then that's what we picked up. And then Definitely. that's where we started going out at that time as well. And it's it's... It's a 10 times better night. Oh, so much, so much. Like, it is a bit seedy coming out and the day starting. And oh, like, oh, it's very you uncomfortable. Walk, you walk at home a bit, a, bit, a bit off it and everyone's like walking their dog and like <laughs> going for a run, no healthy and shit. Gracias. Yeah, it's good fun, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm semi-glad we didn't have it almost because like my body is thankful that we didn't have that. <laughs> but, you know, it's a shame that we didn't have that option if we wanted to, you know? Yeah. Well, at least if it's back, you're going to be uh, refreshed and ready. COVID's <laughs> locked you down. A bit the body's old, detoxed. A bit too old to party these days, but <laughs> oh. I, still, I can still stay up all night and kick it, you know, have a few drinks, but... Headline the joint? Oh, hopefully one day. Working yeah. working on working on my production so that pumps and stuff. When the time's ready. Have, yeah, you, fa- have you found with COVID, you've been able to, you know, lock your head in more and hustle with... Yes. Your EP and... Yes and no. So, like, for six months, I kind of, like, was in, like, a crisis of, like, what do I do with my life? But now now I'm thinking um, I put some stuff out, hopefully. It's just, like, yeah, I didn't do any music for, like, six months. I don't yeah. know. I was just, like... Took a step back. Yeah, just, like, COVID made me look at everything and, like, what's important and, like, I don't know, like, with no clubs and all that open and just, like, it kind of wasn't motivating, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, like... 
I was I guess when the virus first came out, it was a bit like fuck. Do I? I didn't. I didn't. I took a step back from working with people because I didn't know how serious this virus was yeah. or what to take it. Now I couldn't care less about it. Yeah. Like now I'm like, let's work. Let's do stuff. Like if it come happens, over. Well, happens, now the numbers have come out, bro. It's almost it's, it's like it's a lie. It's all just bullshit. Yeah, bro. it's just so a hype thing. Very, man. very, very uh, manifested through the media. Oh, definitely. And I've realized that. So now, like, I've started working again with people, and um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know, like. It's just expensive. It's like to get an EP mix and mastered, it's going to cost me like half a grand. Mm. Um, and that's just like, I don't know if I want to commit to that yet, you know? Mm. But um, I think, I guess with the clubs opening back up, it might, it's been giving me more motivation and pushing me to want to uh, put some yeah, more tracks Get back out. into it. Yeah. It almost gives you that competition sense like everyone else is most likely going to be out there. Oh, I, definitely. Like still sharp. What is it? Iron sharpens iron or some shit? Um, it. Whatever. It's just steel sharp and steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like you, you can tell most likely that people are going to be getting to it and also that definitely fuck, is when people are DJing, like I can chuck my tracks at them and be like, play it in the club and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if you're, uh, if there's like tech or uh, housey sort of events, I can like, you know, put my EP out and then I'll be like, chuck me on as like a headliner or a co-headline yeah. or something and gives you more motivation you know yeah fuck it something to work towards almost. yeah exactly like i make club music mostly like i want to be able to play it in the club yeah so it's like there's not motivating when you can't have that when there's know? no clubs yeah <laughs> you, you put you put music out six months later it's like semi old news you know so mm. like you don't want to be like you can still play your tracks but you don't want to be like six months later playing your tracks in the club for the first time you know you want to be playing them while they're fresh and they're new mm. and you know yeah um, I'll give you the drive to make more and more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Six months later, you're putting another track out, so it's like that's like your old, your old stuff's like you know. Mm. You want to be playing your new stuff. Yeah. One of the one thing I wanted to talk about with you, bro, is microdosing. So I heard yes. fucking something that you've yeah. started recently. Um, I started with mushrooms, and um, I was doing about point one of a gram every. So you do it twice a week for about five week cycle. Um, I'm lucky enough I have a friend who's like studying this mm. um, and he helped me out a lot with like you know any questions I had and how to do it so you take it on a Monday and a Thursday um, two days in between and then like so there's three days in between after that yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> some quick math yeah um, so I, I try I did about a two and a half week cycle with mushrooms but I found um, on the days I was taking it, it was re- giving me a weird anxiety. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. In like a small percentage of people with mushrooms, it gives you a small um, b- bit of anxiety. But I'd also find two days after, so the day before I take it again. Like the Wednesday? Yeah, on the Wednesday or say the Saturday, I'd find myself like incredibly happy. Yeah. Incredibly like energetic and like, I don't know, it's really weird. Um, it's just like how you'd feel a little bit funny on the day you took it. Not high, not tripping, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, but it would just like, the way it would lift your mood. Um, and another thing I found too with it, so I get like bad nightmares and night dreams and just mm. anxiety dreams and stuff. Um, I stress a lot. Um, it stopped all of that. All my dreams were calm and yeah, I was like oh. content and it was weird. So it's good actually. And like, that was every day of the week you yeah, were feeling that. Yeah, it stopped it and like it pretty much like barely get them now at the moment i haven't been getting them barely ever um but i swapped over i stopped doing that because of the anxiety issue like yeah i would be at work and i'd just be like like 
like looking all funny it's like really anxious. It. yeah like like honestly yeah, like i've been anxious for like majority of my life but this was like a just another level something different but um my other mate who microdoses on lsd said he had that same reaction with the mushroom microdosing yeah um so um he gave me some lsd like drops and i do that as a microdose now i do that on tuesday uh, mondays and fr- uh monday and thursdays do you find it works better than the mushrooms? So, so much better. I did it yesterday because um, I, m- I missed my day this week. But I just find like it uplifts your mood. It's a bit more energetic. Helps with like social anxiety. Um, just like creativity and stuff. Like you feel more on the point, like mm. on the ball. Um, I don't know. It's a big thing. There's like a little bit, there's a bit of like myths and rumors about it. And like, I don't know, there was a show on Netflix about it. Um, but I think like overall, I think it's like very useful as a tool. Well, I think the bloke that wrote Star Wars fucking wrote it while he was tripping on acid, hiding in a cupboard or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hid in a cupboard with his cat and he's fucking come up with Star Wars somewhere. I imagine I, what he was saying. I think psychedelics, um, for creatives especially, for yeah. everyone, it's probably useful, but for creatives especially, the most Hold incredible tool. They're especially like very logical or like uh, people that need to think differently or outside of the box. It, it connects parts of your brain that like don't feel connected before that you Mm. know um you see things not necessarily like a dragon but like you see things like that you'd never seen before you your brain you know you think about different things in different ways it's like it's insane and i think it's very useful um i think everyone should like do acid once in their life or shrooms once in their life at least you know for the experience open themselves up yeah um there's a lot of propaganda out there about losing your mind on it and all this stuff and Mm very small percentage you can have a bad trip but you'll you 99.9 percent of the time always come back from that like yeah there's not many people that fully go skits from it you know yeah um it's it's almost worth the risk like with everything you know just don't overdo it like yeah you know some people are dumb and just you know take two tabs at once or you know five grams of mushrooms ease into it you know well you can overdose on anything really you can oh, overdose definitely. on panadol definitely but so. with with psychedelics you you can't overdose physically it's yeah. more mentally which yeah. can be almost as bad but um, I'd rather honestly I pro- like and this is weird I'd rather OD physically oh yeah your body mentally it's fucked oh no I know you feel <laughs> mentally phys- physically because mentally physically, fucks are physical yeah, if you're physical point, then definitely, definitely physically you can kind of be like alright it is what it is yeah I think with psychedelics you gotta be careful like I've messed around a bit too much with acid when i was younger um i don't know if i would do acid again in the sense of like take a whole tab i am grateful for doing them but um i think like i took too much in too short of a time thinking it was all like this this and the and acid is something you shouldn't take like two three times a year max if that yeah Yeah, i took it like 12 times in a space of three months um and just like a bit overwhelming it took me it took me about like yeah it took me like five days to come back from and took me like eight months to feel normal yeah. I felt like a robot I felt like nothing was real like yeah. I felt like I was just on autopilot um, so like don't mess around with acid yeah. <laughs> um, speak to your GP yeah <laughs> see if it's right here. Uh, it's like, like gamble responsibly at the end of that <laughs> don't mess around with that it's not a party tour that that's what I realised you know I took it in party settings took it at festivals I took it you know at parties, you know, mates' birthdays and that shit. Don't do that. Yep. It's it's a tool. It's a medicine. 
and it should be used as such, you know. And that's one thing I re- it should be respected, you know. It's it's not a cap. It's not a pinger. It's 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 psychedelics are not a party drug. Mm. Mm. People use them as party drugs, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I think yeah. that they're that that that's not respecting them. Because you hear a lot of people go in there and candy flip, like yeah. when you take a tab and then I've, drop some. Caps I regret. Or whatever. I regret that I've never done that. I like really wish I did, but yeah. every time I take the acid. I'd have a cap ready to go, which apparently brings your mood up heaps. Yeah. But I'd have a cap. I mean, I'd have the tab, and I'd be too fucked off the tab. I'd be <laughs> like, I'm not eating it. any. I'm not eating any more drugs. <laughs> Fuck that. Couldn't even fucking think about eating it. Like, Jesus. It's kind of good. Like the acids telling you caps are bad, I guess. But like. Yeah. But like together, apparently they're the best combo. Fucking hell. But also, that's another thing I wish I didn't abuse. Because, like, MDMA is a therapeutical, in a sense, if you don't overdo it. Mm. And if you're not abusing it. But, you know, it only it's only therapeutical within a space of, like, maybe ten times. And if you were to maybe only do it once or twice a year, mm. you know. Yeah, but you take it controlled as well. And it's controlled. And yeah. it can be. M- M- MDMA, like, I remember when I went to Europe, the first day in Amsterdam, when I ate a pinger. Their pingers are so clean over there. Um, I woke up the next day feeling better about life than ever, you know. And I was, I felt like that for a week, and then you eat three pingers three times a week for six weeks, and it just <laughs> that whole different effect. Yeah, <laughs> you get depressed as like, don't do that. But, <laughs> but in a controlled environment, if it's clean, it's so beneficial, mm. like so so good for. Well, you. I've heard there's a lot of clinics as well that are doing that now. They're actually treating PTSD, depression, anxiety with controlled MDMA. MDMA or ketamine is another one in yeah, Canada. Ketamine. It's legal. Uh, ketamine. ketamine yeah it's a nasal spray um oh, for for depression which is wild like i can't even imagine that but, because when you grow up you know partying and whatnot you don't you don't think about especially that especially in australia bro yeah, ketamine's man. just got that you hear ketamine and you just think about like cursor fans <laughs> like, that's when i first heard ketamine you think of people was, getting stuck in k-holes it's big it's big in the techno scene so to, to me like that's the thing i never like thought of it like I kind of thought it was a bit scary or fucked. And then in the techno scene, it was like the drug of choice. And you start like, I don't know, you try a little bit and it's actually like the best high you've ever had. Like ketamine would probably be the one drug that like for so long when I was not, when I was saying no to drugs, ketamine was the hardest for me to give up. Yeah. Not not that I was addicted, but like if someone ever had it, it was like, fuck. It's like, the, it's like, it's like what you would want of being drunk and being high mashed together with a warm hug. <laughs> not advocating for doing drugs, yeah. but... <laughs> Back on the horse cat tonight. It's, it's interesting. Well, it's huge over in the UK. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's easily big. their drug of choice. Could Fucking as well. Yeah. Fuck me. Just it's shouldn't be abused, in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. It shouldn't be abused because you get, like, bladder issues and all other stuff. But I think that's the message with all of them is that there's good in them. Moderation. You abuse yeah. them, you're gonna you abuse anything because you abuse your phone, you're gonna be fucked, like mentally fucked e- exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. So, like, I think that's the the message in a sense. Like, you can do this stuff, and it doesn't have to be looked at as, you know, you know, you chomping your jaw at a party. <laughs> yeah. You can literally do it for beneficial purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like told myself a couple of years ago. Now, um, I won't take drugs in a party sense anymore. So mm. I'm just like it'll all be for a, a, like a spirit, spirit, yeah, yeah, therapeutic and like spiritual gain and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I can't just use that as an excuse. Like I still m- use that in moderation. You know? Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna continue 
uh, microdosing LSD? Yeah, I, I love my microdosing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to get a couple more tabs and just make up a little bit of a more mixture yeah. um, for the microdosing. So you, with microdosing, you're only taking like 10, uh, normal tabs about 150, 180 UGs. You're taking about 10, 10, so it's like 1 16th of a tab you're taking roughly. Um, so you're not there tripping out. You're, you're not, not tripping, but like you don't even like. I probably took double the dose yesterday because I missed out this week. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't do that. But, <laughs> but I was yeah. I don't know. I wanted a bit of a good day, and I had a great day for it. But um, it's just yeah. You're not tripping. You're not everything. If if there's one way to put it, you're like more, almost more aware. Like say you're like sitting in nature or you're walking somewhere and you see that like butterfly. You're just more aware of your surroundings. You mm. know. It more um everything's just a little bit more like on point, a bit Enhanced. sharper. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Does it make you understand movies and why they're so mo- like so delicate Depends. with all the fucking like, like cutscenes and all the bits and pieces in if, it? If 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 not, you're walking not, around not, 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 <laughs> not microdosing, but nah. you know, like if you're if you're in nature and you see like you know like normally you just walk past it. Your brain, oh, of course, your brain actually. So like, say if you're like going to work one day, your brain will cut out majority of that trip just to save energy like half the time you get yeah, somewhere yeah, and you forget you. how you've gone there not like not fully forgotten no i know you mean but you're like you're you like, couldn't, remember, the, couldn't remember the detail of it you know like then there's certain things you remember so vividly mm. it's because your brain all the mundane things in your life actually cuts out so if you do the same thing every day like say you walk to the bus stop it's you're not going to really remember anything different about that day to the day before like it, but if you're yeah. on microdosing you're more aware of your surroundings you're more with it you're more in the moment you're more um it's like i don't know if you guys have read the book or heard of it power of now so you're more living in the moment you're all the mundane tasks you do you know washing the dishes you're actually doing it eating your food you eat dinner every night half the time you've scoffed it down and don't even remember it mm. you know I by the time the last it's, thing i ate yeah you know, that's what i mean by the time it's down you've forgotten about it um and that's what this is. You with microdosing kind of brings you a bit more into the moment, into the now, into the present. And like, yeah, and you're more mm-hmm. like grateful, and you're more aware of your surroundings. Which Have you is seen important. the movie Limitless. Yes, I love. Has that. it got any correlation to that? Not in the no, intensity. No, not, not really. No, but uh, I don't know. Nah, I wouldn't say. Let's so. say more so. Has it got correlation to the way that he's so focused? So I've got ADHD, and I've found that Limitless is probably like taking dexamphetamines or Ritalin. Almost not mm. as good, but like it's that's to me what I saw Limitless as. Like yeah. I've, I've I was on Ritalin when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old. It's like a fucking power drug. So like, mm. not as good as like what Limitless is, but it's like yeah, just I call it kiddie city. speed because like they give kids <laughs> literally like dexamphetamine is an amphetamine, which is meth basically. <laughs> like they're giving kids this stuff in schools and whatever yeah. like but kids are getting speed like kids are getting speed like, speed. like 11 yeah like, it's speed and they shouldn't be taking that and I, I it ruined my brain and it caused me like I was I guess you kind of grow into drugs anyway but as being a 15 16 year old kid when I took Ritalin I was very against taking drugs and mm. it opened my mind up you know I was high for like a year straight like I never felt that way you know like you're high on this speed sort of thing and it makes you feel so like almost normal and good and you're like fuck this is what life should feel like you know mm. and to have that feeling it's not good you know and especially when you're well, a kid you, it causes so, yeah. many, so many like neurological issues you know and you chase it you do no right? you do you do and that's a lot of like people that took Ritalin as kids understand how fucked up it is I have a lot of mates that regret it or just like 
you can tell that they they know that they've been messed up from it you know when you say took it you mean like they've been prescribed it and mm. taken it prescription wise wow. when you're naughty and you have a lot of issues as a kid people would rather do, medicate eh? you they would rather medicate you than like maybe look at why you had those issues or try and work with you you know it's too hard to deal with so they mm. medicate you take this the get blanket, on with you though blanket fix yeah it's, it's really not it's not, not a not. fix yeah not at all not at all you're there as a kid thinking this is a fix so you don't know no you different. Don't know. As a kid, mm. you as your parents are telling you, medical and... professional, you you actually trust doctors when you're a kid. You know? Oh, big time, yeah, bro. You, you know. used to look at them like, there's no such thing as like yeah. a medical mistake. No. Yeah, now they just, you know, they're people and they're just being played into the system. You mm. know? Not that much. I don't believe in all doctors. Majority of medicine can be useful and helpful, but a lot of them don't even know what they're doing anyway, you know? They just, yeah. they're told something that, you know... They learn it in a book. They well, learn know, it yeah. in a book. It's yeah. Everything we're told in general is like, just, we know it because we're told it. doesn't mm. mean it's actual facts. Mm. You know, we're Question like, everything. Yeah, like, if we're lied to in the media today, what's not to say that history and all the other stuff we haven't been lied to about, you know? Mm. Like, 100%. And well, when I've you actually those, think about it... I've had those deep thoughts when thinking about history, like... How do we know history is what it is? Well, history like, is written by the winners. Exactly. It's been whitewashed too, so it's, it's very whitewashed. It's like what you said the other day again, but like, when you tell a story more than once, it starts to get tweaked. Mm. Each time I don't think it. that natural human instinct is exempt when people are telling historical stuff. Like, everything probably has a bit of spice on it, in a sense. Definitely. For clout. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Historians just want that clout, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, like that's what I mean. Like, it, it it really is just coming back to the whole question, everything, and do your research. You don't have you don't have to like not start at not believing, but you got to just start on that middle. So like what we were talking before, before we jumped on, social dilemma. Yep. You can tell that's a really good documentary. You can tell their angle, but that's a really good documentary from a a middle sense. Because you're in the middle and you look at it, you're like, okay, I can tell that's manufactured, but I can also understand that this is real. To like, me, it was like more can... telling a story than it was, yeah, like uh, yeah. spitting, spitting like real realness at you. That's mm. what I liked about it. It, was it, like a... yeah, it gets in your head. It really does, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, I've, I've been thinking about it since. Oh, Even same. just in the small ways, like... I'm, I want to throw my phone out the window and just get rid of yeah. it. You know? Honestly, those people... Get those old Nokia's, <laughs> no, no camera, no internet, like... Can drop it and not yeah, worry about it breaking. Yeah, straight up. You'll probably break the ground. If anything, you have to pay for the fucking cement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the good old 6300. Bro, they pro- Like, every crack you see in the ground... <laughs> One of them is from Nokia. <laughs> nah, it's crazy, but, like, the generation we're living in and... Phones like we we've grown up with them, you know. They came we, into we our have. lives. We're, we're still we're, semi good though. We we didn't have an iPad shoved in our face. We're when we're three. Well, you look at three year olds. <laughs> yeah, literally now two, that, you know. yeah they know yeah, how to get to YouTube. Great. They know how to search up this. They know how to do this. Literally at two years old, Crazy. like imagine Crazy. when they're eighteen. You know how many kids I see? Like I'm talking just probably infant, just above toddler, that are in a pram just watching fucking YouTube. Yeah. Just some like hundred mm, percent working in playing, like, playing back a game working in Westfield. Life. You'd see it all the time. The mum and you know whatever would be walking around with the pram, and the mm. kid would just be there. They'd be trying to talk to the kid. The kid would not want a bar of the mum, and the nah. kid's just there on the iPad. And you're just like, "Fuck, we were lucky to grow up." Because I, I remember the amount of time. Yeah, yeah we that's what I, we I grew up too. playing outside. Mm. Like mm. first iPhone only came in when we were in high school. <clears> you know. Yeah. So yeah. Honestly, I think iPhone threes were maybe eight or nine. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I, iPhone threes were like the first sort of iPhones that were yeah. going around. Like, was there ever an like, iPhone one? That's what I mean. Ones or mm. twos? I don't know. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> All I, I remember the iPhone three. Uh, seriously, three G in there. Maybe it's the first time they ever made it. Like, or maybe it's just like. I think the iPod came out first, the iPod Touch. Yeah. That yeah, came out first. Because everyone was using the they? Touches, like, yeah. the first yeah. couple of years of high school. And the iPod to Touch, the and everyone's playing, like, Doodle Jump and all this, get all those games. Doodle tap, Jump. Revenge. <laughs> tap, tap, revenge. Well, the phones, tap, tap, revenge. The phones of yeah. choice then were them fucking side flip LG phones. With <laughs> <Before laughs> yeah, a massive cool. keyboard. The, the QWERTY keyboard. Yeah. You were a cool kid if you had one of those, like, the, with the phones with the QWERTY keyboard. Yeah. Remember some, someone would come into school and they'd have this new song on their phone and everyone's like, bro, Bluetooth that to me, Bluetooth that to me. <laughs> so he'd sit there and he's Bluetoothing it to everyone and then by the time you know it, it's everyone's ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that's when ringtones used to be a thing. Like, you had to sit there and actually be like, fuck, what song am I bumping? And now, and yeah, now you got to like, buy a ringtone if you want. Like, if you want your own ringtone, you got to go on the app store and buy it. Bro, how is music more available than ever and we have to buy a ringtone? Crazy. Mum used to get them bills for Crazy Frog. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 I was, I was texting the number in the background. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy. Oh. Crazy to think. But now it. in schools, bro, pe- like, remember when we were in school and they were giving out like, like the government initiative yeah, for the laptops? Yeah. We didn't ever get them because our school sold them for cash. Just, <laughs> for, that, just for that clout. But fucking <laughs> now... Like, I think even primary schools, they're giving the kids a laptop. So yeah, it's, crazy. it's not pen and paper anymore. It's well, fucking yeah, laptop. A lot of it's interactive and it's like just open laptop. iPads. iPads. Like, there's not much writing. There's not the same writing that they used to. And I get it, but at the same time, you need to write shit. Because even when I... Like, it could be something simple, but if you write it, there's something about it. It clicks in your brain oh, it embeds it. Like, in if it, I write something in notes... Like, a, let's say it's a goal. If I write it in notes, yeah, I look at it, but you forget it because it's another thing in your phone. You write something down. It actually gets in your brain. It's like, it's proven that you write it down. you like, it, it gets into your well, brain. Well, it's like when you'd have detention and the, you'd have to write down, I will not do this. <laughs> yeah. I will not do this. You or write it, you know, four or five pages That worth. didn't stop me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I will no, do that's this. That's <laughs> the end of the spectrum. My brain just remembered, I will do this <laughs> like, like one one word at a time I I yep. I used to be the hack yeah. tricks but of the trade Arvo detentions at St. Paul's there was that story yeah was they brought a book story oh my god I can't remember what it was oh you had to like just rewrite a book on paper yeah so there was, was a, like, like yeah, the book and you had to rewrite it underneath it was ridiculous by year nine I knew that fucking story like it was <laughs> was it the same story every yeah, time <laughs> I hate it. I've heard it. Just like, honestly, <laughs> bullshit. Give me a day off. Yeah, give me a yeah. day off. Any day. I'm going to cop it from mum and dad regardless. So just, I'm not staying back. <laughs> nah, staying back. Oh. It's the worst. It's the worst. Especially at school. Like 5pm. At school to 5pm. Right. Well, that shit ain't legal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How can you do that to a <laughs> It physically can't be. There's no way that can be legal. But then they started doing Saturday morning detention. Oh, that's fucking... That's Saturday morning? Yeah. So there was the Wednesday Sunday. afternoon and a Friday afternoon Wednesday, and then Friday. Saturday mornings. Fuck it. You actually had to go to in a on a Saturday yeah. morning to school and you had to wear your um, school uniform, uniform and go <laughs> in. <laughs> Good luck. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? That, that's an actual punishment. <laughs> that is a punishment, bro. Like Friday Arvo's hard. Like if I got anything, it would, I'd want it to be a Wednesday. 
Saturday morning, get out of my face. Yeah, because yeah, Wednesday, the shit thing was Wednesdays and Fridays. That's when WWE was on. <laughs> so Smackdown. Like, well, I think Raw was on Wednesday and Smackdown, the best one, was on Friday. Yeah. So if you ever had detention, you were missing that shit. You had to wear, oh. watch the read one. We had to until <laughs> IQ, Foxtel IQ saved the day back I used then. to go to my neighbor's house, put the fucking videotape in, record it. Yeah. Oh, the days. Get that fucking. Kids these days would not know what the fuck that is. Nah, bro, you just go Netflix now. Press a button. KO. Yeah, everything's yeah. on demand, to be honest. Seriously. Yeah. I don't even need to record anything no more. Fucking. Remember having shit on Series Link, like just Family Guy and stuff, just because that's the only way you could indulge <laughs> in it. Nowadays, you can just jump on fucking Stan and you've got all 30 seasons of. I mean, to be, Disney Plus. To be sorry, bad, we're, we're literally. Simpsons. I feel like we're bored for choice. Like, we are. You get bored because you have everything at your fingertips, and you don't know what to choose because it's like Too much. your brain isn't. We're not. We're not biologically here. Like our not brain meant to be like that. Isn't. No. Well, you look at your to iPhone so screen. Many fucking decisions. And yeah, like on on your home page, there's 20 apps. The freedom of that yeah, is exactly. actually like doing us worse favors than like anything mm. else. It's not helping yeah. us. Like it's almost too much of a good thing. Like it's, it, yeah. it's, it, phones are literally like similar to what you say with microdosing. Like you can overdose on your because there's a lot of good that comes out of it mm, a lot of good like you're connecting, connecting with people yeah. across the world you're connecting with people you haven't connected to in so long or you know, whatever the case is networking business sense you can literally message like you linked with uh who'd you say dante from yeah Brooklyn. well yeah like i How's he that? he was he was here in australia he's actually living in blacktown now but um like when when la when he, to blacktown yeah <laughs> 214 living yeah. um you know it's you can you can link with people when they're not here, you know. Like I can, I've linked with people in different states, you know, mm. and it's easy to. You just send work. Yeah, back you can forth send work back and forth, you know, and it's it's easy. And COVID accentuated that. Like definitely. Now definitely. you realize the actual power of like Skype and video calls because people don't need to go to work anymore. I've been working from home for ages. So, right? There's so many businesses that are gonna rethink the paying one hundred fifty thousand for a fucking Kent Street. Mm. Office space, like that could be pure just, profit. You know, It'd keep a meeting room now or something. Oh, keep a meeting room, and then everyone else one. just work from home. Like mm. a, yeah, literally just a conference room for professional shit and everything else. If you can work from home, why wouldn't you? Yeah, fucking up. It's good in a sense, but it's also like you, your home, your home life, and your work life once it mashes together. It's eventually. Well, that's a, what I found, that's bro. Very, like my home was my escape, and now it's yeah, like it's now. I don't same. even know when I can close a laptop yeah. now because it's like, oh fuck, maybe I should do a bit more because I'm at home. Like, yeah, and you get in, yeah, slash home. <laughs> yeah, like you get that in your head and you feel like you're slacking off because you're in a comfortable environment. Whereas before, you actually go to work, so you almost change your mentality there. Mm. Like, all right, you switch on, let's get it done, and then you go home you and switch off. But now it's like, I don't know same. if I'm on or if I'm off. Or what the fuck's mm. going on? Mm, maybe, maybe there's a middle ground that can come from this. Like, even like work from home but like go to your local fucking library or something because mm. I, I agree that's a very good point that you make like if you work where you if you shit. work where you shit <laughs> pretty much if you hustle where you you know hit the hay it's it mentally even subconsciously it just yeah it, it meshes them. the two yeah. you never know when to stop like you could be up at 2.30am because you've got a project due tomorrow mm. whereas if you're in the office or you have a designated workspace Alright, wake up at six, go there. You know, like you get that more well, balance. It's that, it's that saying here, like they say you shouldn't 
spend too much of your day in your bedroom or in your bed because then it takes away your ability to sleep and Once actually switch there. off. Yeah. So mm. it's the same sense. When you work from home all the time, you don't actually know when you can switch off. You don't mm. know if you are switched off. And yeah. it literally just meshes it all together. It's just fucking... Very fucking true. That's a side of shit. it that I guess maybe needs to be considered. That's what like I found from working from home. It's just, you don't know, you don't get that work um, work and life balance anymore. It's all just one big fucking blur. And, like and then you, the weekend comes and you just get sloshed. And do you feel like, <laughs> like on a Sunday... That's the escape now. Let's say if you were at home, and let's say hypothetically you're just sitting at home on a Sunday and you have a lot of work to do. You mm. know like tomorrow you've got to do a lot of work. Is there something in your brain that goes, I should do it now? No. <laughs> like, I'd love to say yes, but there's fucking not. Not on, like, a weekend? No. It's more weekdays. But I find, I like, I pressure... I'm, I always put myself under more pressure because I'm like, oh, you know what? I should probably wake up earlier tomorrow because I'm working from home. I can just wake up and get started. Mm. But then there's also something in your mind, in, like, when you wake up that next morning where it's like... Brother, I don't, I'm not supposed home. to start work till 8.30, so <laughs> yeah, I'll wake up at 8.15. I wake know, up like, at 8.28. Yeah, <laughs> and I can do that comfortably and fucking switch the laptop on in my undies. <laughs> <laughs> Join a meeting and just have fucking nothing on except a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, business at the top, nothing on the bottom. <laughs> just get that airflow. So it's hard to find that balance, but mm. I guess from the longer you do it, the easier it becomes. Like I'll find, I've, I've found now that... You know, I'll sit out the back and do all my work and then come lunchtime, close the lid, fuck off. I go inside, mm. go for a walk, do that, and then come back to it outside. So I've set up a space where mm. it's like, this is my workspace now. So you, it's easier Maybe for my mind to switch off. Maybe yeah. that's a hack. It's like, if you're going to work from home, just designate yourself a space. Because mm. you can't just work anywhere and everywhere. Like, it, in theory, doing it once sounds fine. But if you're working from home, I think you've got to, like, create a space like a study room yeah or a back well that's what you were saying before you were saying you've got a studio at home now it's actually so I've got a long granny flat and like one end of it is the kitchen the other end is my studio and in between is my bed that's Um, That's literally a division (laughs) it works out alright it's like I'm thankful to have all that space but yeah it's it is hard you know like you want to be in work mode, but you're also in your bedroom. So it's yeah. That's the hard shit. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And I don't know, especially with music, you got to just be in the mood. If you're not in the mood, you can fuck around for hours and then mm. just like want to throw your laptop at the wall and fuck off. You know, <laughs> Delete that. the whole thing. Yeah, you get, you do. It's it's a pain in the ass, but um, it's, with music, I always find, you know, you can work at it for seven days straight and only one of those days be productive. Mm. Or like, you, you know, you might only come out with one track and you worked for 20 hours or... Mm. You know, well, that's the pros and cons of being a creative, really. That's how creatives you work, know, like, exactly. You know, and not everything's going to be worth your time. And yeah. like, I don't know, you're going to be critical of yourself, and you can't just like make anything and be happy with it. Like, well, that's where the learning curves come from too. You might spend seven days, only have one good day, but those six days you've, you've now learned. You've learned definitely. You know what not to do, what to do, whatever the case is. Exactly, mm. exactly. It's always you can't just you're not you can't look at it as wasting your time. You know, mm. Mm. perfecting your craft. Perfecting your craft and coming back after the break. You beauty. We're back. We're live and everything's fucking groovy. Everything's groovy with techie in the house. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a um, plug it like a start of a track. Everything's groovy with techie in the house. That's my tag. (laughs) That's mad, bro. But you spoke about mental health before. It's a fucking... It's a subject that's becoming easier to talk about, which is another thing we're grateful for in this generation is that it's not just seen as get over it it's seen as something that you can talk about openly and not be 
you know, stigmatized in a sense. It's still there. Yes. I, I think I think that when you suppress it or you like push that down with a lot of people, and I've seen over time, um, it's just it doesn't give it value or meaning. You know, a lot of people messed up. Um, I think our parents' generation and their parents' generation passes down the trauma from not dealing with their mental health mm. issues. You know. Um, you can't just be strong about things. You sometimes got to work through your shit. You got to mm. talk about it. You got to have support. And um, I think our generation is really opening up to that. You know, we're we're, we're starting to be the change in that. Well, we're starting to look at it like strong isn't just don't show emotion, don't do that. Strong is working through it. Like yeah, strong is strong is seeing a therapist. Yeah, definitely. You know, strong is strong, strong. talking about you know having those conversations that are you wouldn't have with the boys or with your mum, with your, with your family. Like, you know, that that's what strong is. And that's what, especially with our platform too, that's what we're trying to sort of bring up. Like, you know, we're three boys who, you know, we've grown up playing footy, you know, living that sort of boy life, but we're big on the mental (coughs) health side. Like, yeah, you can't just put shit aside. It's, and you, you always hear about it. Like with a broken arm, you're not just going to live with a broken arm. Nah. You know, you're going to go to the doctor. You're going to go get surgery. You're going to go yeah. do whatever you need to do to get that arm and no one, back and, and ready. The funny thing is, no one's going to tell you, hey, just be strong. No. Mm. <laughs> you got a broken arm. I can see your just wrist. Just walk it off. Bro, go <laughs> to the doctor. <laughs> like, but you, you say you you're see, anxious. You don't you see your mental health. Like, physically, you, you can't see it with your eyes. And that's you know? maybe what people exactly. can't grasp. Is they don't, I can't they don't see feel it. They don't it's real. That's what a lot of people say. It's like... There's no empathy or emotional IQ in you, some people. You can cause yourself so much, like your pain and all the other stuff, like can become physical from your mental mm. side. One hundred percent. The biggest battle every day is you versus you. Definitely, mm. definitely. You know, and if you don't take that on, and if you don't, if you just put that to the side, then you versus you is going to get fucking very and difficult. And that's where that you see suicide, winning. and that's where you see all that because people go, you know, I don't have that support system. I can't. It's it's me, you know, and I'm, mm. I feel weak for saying it. Yeah. You know, I can't live here anymore, whatever the case is. And what the fuck? Yeah, no, but no, like, no, I agree. Yeah. But where are you moving out of? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I can't no, live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, government's just opening up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about you? We'll talk about myself, <laughs> myself after this uh, podcast, boys. No, 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 but seriously, like, that's where I think no, now okay. as well, a lot of people can sort of tell if their mates are going through stuff. And whereas, you know, our parents, if they ever notice that, it'd be that. Grow up. Mm. See, Bro, I, I'm having a bad day. Fuck. I think that's one of the biggest Bro, things with social media. Like we're, we're, pulled, we're pulled out from, um, from our connection. Like we think we're as connected as we, we ever have been, but mm. technically we're not, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we need to like get closer to our grassroots of like, deeper proper connections more physical connections um speaking to people more face to face you know you can keep up to date with your friends more than ever but you're probably seeing them less than ever you know Mm. um you think Mm. by keeping up with your best friend over social media you can see him once a week or once a fortnight or whatever sometimes but that's not how i I don't know i feel like that has affected us a lot too you know for sure i also think though i guess on the flip side of that with technology it's almost brought the issue to the forefront of everyone's oh, mind like definitely. you know with um, like mental health day and all this sort of stuff it's almost become it's widespread the message that it, it's not just you going through it every like there's so yeah. many everyone goes through it at one point in their life or another like definitely. and if anything it's a it's not just a one moment that you go through it it's an ongoing thing that people fucking live with day to day 
day mm-hmm. in day out so definitely i find i agree like fuck social media takes a lot of the personal connection out of life with everyone but it's also given us given mental health a platform to be like you're not going through it alone yeah um again that's a massive benefit of it mm. like that's something yeah. that you look at and say oh, i'm grateful for that side of it is that it is so it's so simple now to get something around the world yeah something obviously that has destructive power if used uh, incorrectly but for something like mental health awareness day that's huge and people are probably having conversations on that day like yeah i know you're just posting are you okay stuff like that but that could spark a conversation definitely and i think the narrative even with are you okay now is they're not just saying are you okay day it's also you know a lot of the work starts with uh, like checking just, up yeah. after you say are you okay yeah definitely. and having a conversation that because some people, yeah, you have one conversation when you're in like a, in that mood to share or to listen, and then like you might never talk about Crushed it to someone again. again. Yeah, yeah, fully. So, I think it's 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 good a good to thing. Keep up, check up on your friends, you know, especially mm. in these times when 100%. locked down a lot more and that sort of stuff. It's, it's not not going out as much. You know, it's not human to not have social connection. Yeah, no, like fully. that's our most we're social beings really i think another thing i found this year especially we're so disconnected from nature and from the earth and uh the word for it is like gaia so like all this stuff uh, so i think one thing we really got to do is be more connected in nature um med- meditate more a lot of breath work is important out mm. in nature and taking our shoes off and actually i don't know if you guys have heard of earthing so like grounding yourself. So actually walking around on the grass, you know, walking around on the cement with our bare feet, you know, mm. just like there's actual, the energies, you know, we're very disconnected and that, that affects our mental health a lot too, you know. Mm. We're so easily, so easily to get caught in, inside almost all the time or, 200%. you know, like be, be, you know, just so disconnected, go for a bushwalk or something like that. We don't do that often, but we need mm. to, you know. Like back in 200 years ago, we were out in nature 80 90 percent of the time you know mm. so it's just so important you know it's not normal that we're in this big concrete jungle you know houses <laughs> are so new yeah like definitely. houses have houses are recent mm. like a hundred years ago that's about it and now you look at all the unit blocks coming up and oh even that and like, that's what's getting me like I, I couldn't live everywhere. in a unit because like so disconnected from from the earth and from reality and it's just a box and it's I feel like a lab rat you know <laughs> mm. but it's a big now. concrete jungle especially in sydney Especially in Sydney, bro. Like, you know, you've travelled, you've done Europe and whatnot, and you realise how happy, especially Bali. Bali, yeah. You see Bali, people from, as your kids, (laughs) are playing on the beach, playing in the sand, playing, you know, just ball games or whatever, all day. And they're Mm. so fucking happy. They've probably got no money. You know, their family probably have no money, but it's not a problem to them. Whereas we come back here and you just get stuck in that mindset. You get stuck in the rat race, really. Definitely. And then that's where mental health, we, we you know, forget, you forget we for, about it. You forget about it. You for, that's that's what I found a lot this year. Um, with I would go out into nature and you take your shoes off, you walk around a tiny bit, but meditation and breath work was like definitely the biggest thing. And like, especially when you live, I don't know, so far away from all that stuff, mm. you don't see it often, but I found like you got to make time and effort for that. Um, breath work was a big one. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Wim Hof. Um, it's the, no. it's, he's called the ice man. So like he would like literally like, sit there naked in, on the ice and 
breathing techniques and it's just like mind over matter you know like and it comes back to mental health too it strengthens your mind you know um he would be able to like go into he'd do ice baths too so he'd like do this breathing technique and then you jump into ice bath and you sit there for a few minutes and you don't feel it that much it's like a mental thing and it it Mm. strengthens your mind you know the Um, the mind is probably the most powerful tool we have well that, mm, that's the other thing too Easily. so if you're telling yourself all the time i'm depressed i'm anxious um life's shit you know that's the other thing you, you're gonna it's like writing in a book you keep writing it enough times in your mind it's gonna stick you know um intentions are so important you tell yourself you know i i have self-worth you know i'm i'm a good person all that stuff and i find that's actually super important we don't do that enough you know we can sit there in our own thoughts in our own head a lot and be saying you know bad things to ourselves because we're our own worst critic but mm. if you're not sitting there you know setting good intentions for the day giving yourself good praise being grateful for you know saying i'm thankful i have this i'm thankful i have that not oh well i don't have enough money mm. i don't have a nice car you're gonna it's negative i don't you need like positive. my body i don't yeah, like exactly this you know? i don't like that and you mm. just tell yourself that you enough. start to believe it exactly and you tell you start to believe these negative thoughts that you're probably one of the only people that believe that you know you go outside and you've been yourself up for the past fucking half a day. You go outside, people aren't thinking about that shit about you. Because mm, they, they've got their own Everyone thoughts in there. So, exactly. Everyone's so Get focused on thinking yeah, that everyone's 100%. thinking about them when everyone's thinking about, about themselves. themselves. <laughs> like, everyone's doing what you're doing. Exactly. Just, a lot but, of people in the same boat, they just keep it a lot more quieter, you know, or they mm, deal with know. it in their own way. Sort exactly, of thing. exactly. I reckon meditation's a massive one because a lot of people Definitely. think of meditation, like you see here, like fucking all oh, like that and whatever the case. Yeah, but it's breathing. I find it, yeah, breathing and it's just a chance for self reflection like you know close your eyes if that works for you and just sit there and reflect on your day what the wins the losses what you what made you feel a certain way why it made you feel a certain way and then you get that self-realization to overcome it the next time you face the same situation you'll be like this is easy what do you mean some of your deepest thoughts and and most constructive thoughts come from quieting the noise like Mm. putting your phone down and literally just being present you can all of a sudden make that breakthrough and it again comes back to even creative like you could have that you could have writer's block because you've just been in the studio or you know um on on your phone just trying to find inspiration you drop it down you could find inspiration in a heartbeat i think that's that's a big thing is like just being quiet so that you can listen to what's important with meditation and what a lot of people fail in and even myself too and this is why i struggle to do it as much as i'd like to you don't meditate to have nothing in your brain. So your brain's always going on autopilot, 100 million miles an hour, you're thinking 50 things at once, you know? With meditation, it's about reading those thoughts and sort of trying to slow them down a little bit, but also just being aware of your thoughts and being more conscious about your thoughts. Because you could go your whole day and like, you don't even feel like you made a proper conscious, uh, proper you know decision. It's just like your subconscious has like made that decision, mm. not your like your proper like your deeper level conscious has made that decision. Not you as a critical thinker has like made any decision. So when you're meditating or breath work, whatever, you're just sitting there. You're watching your thoughts more than actually trying to have a clean mind because people get very mm. like worked up about not having a clean mind, you know. Mm. And it's just like if you cons- consistently do that you know the more times you do that eventually you're going to be somewhere and your brain's going to be a lot less foggier and you're going to be clearer and you're going to actually be able to do that more subconsciously mm. than like you used to you know yeah yeah i get you it's the power of the subconscious mind and 
it goes too with your mobile phone, you know, 50 things at once on your mobile phone. That's why your brain's fucking... Yeah, well, how much fine. information We're do you get from one swipe on Instagram? You know? Too like much. You see Seriously. 30 people's different lifestyles and all the comments, which you might not read every single one, but your brain's read it. Like, you've oh, seen you, every you single word. It. And that you, that by itself can make you exhausted. Do like, even reckon reading the comment of someone else commenting on someone else's thing? So let's say it's some famous guy, like, and you know, famous people getting all these comments that could mm. be positive hateful whatever you're processing that as your own emotion not it coming to you but you're yeah. processing those the emotion attached to that so like oh it's a negative comment oh, i'm processing that and it's like we're not, not born yeah, to no. be like too not, much negativity in the world too and for that I, I believe in energies and shit and even if it is on social media you're taking in those energies you know Big time. and you're taking in all that negative emotion and that negative energy it's no it's not healthy. Anyone. Yeah, it's not healthy at all. No way, bro. I think, yeah, that's a big thing. It's just, I think the mental health and quieting the noise. So, self-awareness, like, just Definitely, being aware. Yeah, of... be self-aware. Mm. So, I like, uh, I'm not a big reader, but I've, like, tried, and I've gotten halfway through this book, Power of Now. It's so mm. important about being, like, self-aware, just, like, being grateful and being in the moment, you mm. know. Um, who who wrote that? Um, Eckhart Tolle. So he's um like there's actually a really interesting podcast. Um I'm not that crazy on podcasts, <laughs> but um like i don't know, I get bored. I've like got real bad ADHD so I struggle to like sit there and like listen to someone speaking for so long. But um Russell Brand and Eckhart Tolle speaking about similar to Power of an Hour. It's like an hour podcast or something. Mm. It is like next level insane. Um mm. uh it's actually like like just straight fire facts and like um so i feel like it's so important you know um like the Eckhart Tolle is probably one of like the greatest minds of our like time i reckon in terms mm. of like bringing us back to ourselves you mm. know might have to very, read it very very might important you definitely and he has another yeah. book um a new earth and it talks about um dropping ego and like proper ego from like a subconscious level you know and so much of even like our negative thinking comes from an ego, you know, yep. mm. on ourselves, on ourselves, and other other parts. But um, ego is so important. Ego is not just oh, I'm the best, I'm the best. It's so much more than that, you know. Yeah. Mm. So you just um, started, you know, sort of delving into this since Corona started, or uh, when? I guess it's like been like, like a long time <laughs> coming. Like um, I guess heavier since Corona started, yeah. but um. It's, like, been a couple of years I've been sort of, like, looking into it a bit more, trying to better myself. Um, I guess doing psychedelics helped push that a bit further, definitely. Yep. But it wasn't, like, the main reason. But it definitely opens you up a bit more to your spirituality. Um, but I just found it, like, I don't know. So It's a self-care thing to a point, you know. You get to a point in your life where you're, like, i got to eat better. i got to drink less. i got to exercise a bit more. Mm. i got to have more routine. I can't be doing this, doing that. And, like the biggest thing is actually self-care and we don't think about it as much with like you know our brain and trying to fix our brain if we, we a lot of us think self-care is running every day or going to the gym or doing this doing mm. that but our mind is actually probably more important than um uh, physical exercise to a point physical exercise is so important for your mental health but people don't think about actually trying to train or tap into that mental aspect of that yeah. you know mm. um, they think it's always a physical benefit from yeah, the physical def exercise def definitely and like you know oh, if I eat better I feel better but it's like you can't feel better if your thinking patterns and your thought patterns and um, your knowledge isn't there because it's all it's all how it has to be just as updated as everything else for sure you're always learning you're always healing healing never stops you heal one thing or 
you 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 open up to heal one thing and you you open like a can of worms you know mm-hmm. but it's good you can't just like back away from that you know you you got to like grow and i don't know i always found i want to be someone who helps people but to help other people you got to really help yourself yeah sure, you know 100%. and you can't preach anything that doesn't work for you you know 100% I think yeah you do the work you reap the benefits I think it's tough because you have some conversations and you even have some realizations that um, you might have been suppressing but shit I think, ain't easy and sometimes no. you want to just pretend like it can be but yeah it's not no well, that's where the that's where the stigma sort of comes from you know definitely of being tough mentally or being just tough being a man you know whatever the case is mm. but that's where yeah you need to work on that some of the toughest people i know are the people that are most depressed or suicidal and the the way they live their life and the shit they've been through and they're still kicking it and yeah. you know i i see them smile half the time i'm like crazy like the fact that some that's of these off. people haven't given up you know mm. to me these days that's stronger than someone who's just happy all the time and killing yeah. it in life you know like mm. good on those people too it's good to see someone doing well but Sometimes people that aren't doing so well are the stronger ones, in my opinion. Well, they are the stronger ones because, yeah. as we were saying before, it's a battle every day, you versus you. Definitely, definitely. And if you're there, you know, versing yourself and it's the toughest fucking battle, how strong are you to just be still kicking? And definitely. still helping other still, people. Like, exactly. Smiling. Exactly. exactly. It's not easy to smile. It's not. <laughs> like... <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> no. He uses 200 muscles, brother. <laughs> Honestly, that's a workout. But no, no, I agree with that. Yeah, with that no, it's good, time. bro. It's fucking good to, good to see you're in this mental state as well. Trying, you know, just uh, consistently trying to get to a higher level of, I guess, spirituality for, I don't know. For my, you? Yeah, yeah. And like that spirituality has, I guess, a funny name. Like, you know, people think hippie and all that all sort of stuff but or even religious to yeah extent. even religious like yeah. i'm not at all a religious person i'm pretty anti-religious like mm. um well i'm anti like the catholic and church and all that stuff you know yeah. I, I went to a catholic school my whole life you know you get shoved that down your throat the whole mm. 13 years of your life you kind of get yeah. over it you know um and while yeah. the system sees it as a positive thing like you know being involved in the religion and everything it's almost it can be that negative side because it's like most wars i didn't even have a choice religion. over that most like, wars mm. you know <laughs> i see i see religion like i don't think religion in itself is bad but yeah what has come out of it yes like the crusades and, and all that yeah sort of exactly shit. and like i don't know like just the hatred like you know oh i can hate on gay people or i can do this and that because my religion says it's not okay this or the other it's like yeah, but your religion also tries to tell you to be a better person. So, yeah. like, but people don't, you know, they, they use things as an excuse, you know, like... And even that extent, like, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, like, exactly. the conflict like, of religions itself, like... Everyone that's... has a right to their own belief, you know? Yeah. And, like, I have no issues, you know, like, some people believe in aliens, some don't, you know? Whatever. Doesn't Do make you? anyone right. right. It doesn't yeah. make anyone right, you know? Yeah. I personally think that if we're here, aliens got to be real. I think aliens are more real than God itself, you know? But I don't necessarily not believe in a God. I think, you know, we come from a higher power, how higher energy. Yeah. But, um, like, everything is made up of energy. We're all frequencies, you know? Mm. That's why, I like, 5G causes corona, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you We've know. just been flagged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the government's watching Fuck. us because yeah. they're, they're looking in that <laughs> camera right now. <laughs> YouTube is asking yeah. for your location. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, like, it, you know, just we, are, we, are, we are frequencies, though, you know? Our whole body is a frequency, you know? We give off energies ourselves. Mm. We, we radiate. You look at it like our heart is a frequency that it gives off. That's why it pulses all the time, you know? I've heard that theory before that we actually 
there's other worlds that exist within this same space as us. I we just like operate on a different frequency so we can't see and physically feel or touch it. But literally, like they say ghosts that people have seen can actually be mistaken for beings that exist on a different frequency to what we That's exist. Crazy. And they, for that moment, they cross over to another frequency and then they disappear again. That's so, why well, we're two JB there, four B C. Yeah, like today FM. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. That's a fucking whole can of worms that could that's just oh, make shit. your mind just go. I don't know. It's like I just feel like we couldn't possibly be the only beings out. Nah, you yeah. Got, there's so many. Scientifically speaking, oh, there's no way it's even possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a man of science than like, oh yeah, that sounds reasonable. But like, you know, yeah, like some people like I don't believe in religion because I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. There's no, not that I'm everything has to be backed by science, but to me, it's like it's just a story in my head. You know, mm. it's like the same as like i don't know robin hood or something like that well early religions were based on the stars yeah like on constellations and everything so it's interesting to like to think that you know where did the original story of creation come from so all religions have the same story really same basis like they've got their different savior and all that sort of stuff but there's always the as you said like the underlying constants between each one that's um, actually another thing I found and looked into with religion. We don't, as a society these days, have as much of a purpose. Back in the, you know, 50, 100 years ago, when religion was big, um, people had more of a meaning to life. They had more of a, you know, I'm going to do good so that I can get into heaven or this, that, the other. These days, um, a lot of people have denounced religion, denounced God. They're not about it. Um, people are struggling with their mental health and their... Um, ability to keep going or to feel like they're living for a purpose you know mm. and, and part of that comes from not being religious or spiritual you know um there's a lot of pros in religion too there like is, a there lot is, of pros there is, there is. you see people change their lives they find god yeah and you know whether or not it's real that's that's beside the point it, it is beside the point to it's me li- it's, yeah it's what that's it does beside the point. what it does and what it means to you you gotta have faith in that higher power you gotta have purpose understanding <laughs> that there's someone bigger than us that you know, ultimately is, gives us a purpose to keep pushing. I think in that regard, like that keeps a lot of people going another day. Definitely. And, 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 and I, I respect that and I'm happy that people can have that, you know? Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, that's why it can be important for mm-hmm. that for people, you know, it gives them a lot Big of meaning time. and a lot of reason to keep going, you know? Just like I hope that there's something else out there in the universe that's looking after everything. Like, Mm. and even say when it comes to people's sickness and that, even though it might be directly out of your control, just to have that moment to go, you know, I need help. Like, I need someone to or something to help out this situation because physically you can't help it. Yeah. So we've all prayed to God, even though we don't. If we don't believe in Him, yeah, (laughs) a hundred percent. I don't necessarily pray to God. I would like I've prayed to the universe. Yeah. Or the energies, you know. Because I think, like, you know, there, I don't I don't believe in nothing. I think there's something. There like, has to be. Yeah, there has to be something, you know. Like, we can't be that... Um, and it comes back to ego, in a sense, like, oh, we're the other people. No. Definitely, definitely. And it's probably it, it's probably not even a person, per se. It's just a... I, I feel, yeah. An idea. Yeah. Like, a god. There, Like, god could is a higher power in any way, shape, or form. People look at it differently, but god represents that higher power, that that purpose that person or that that being that um kind of structures the world in a sense and gives people that structure and definitely. and and what's a, just purpose really definitely i think um 
goes back a bit to what I was saying about intention too, you know, from your heart, you know, you're praying to God with intention or, you know, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, can you please help out with this or I pray for this person mm. to get better, this or the other. You're sending out energies. If it's to God, if it's to the universe, if it's to whatever, you're sending out those intentions and setting those intentions, you know, you're asking the universe to provide for you, you know, you're asking for God to provide mm. for you. And not always, you know, you can't just like cure cancer from that. But, yeah. you know, you're giving out those good intentions mm. from your heart, not from a place of want, but from your heart. It, mm. it, it can actually resonate within the universe, you know. Mm. Well, it's um, the whole concept of manifestation. Exactly. And, and that's a massive thing, manifest, manifesting things, I think, works for a lot of people, you know. Mm. It's not a magic thing, but it's just, you know, it works, well, you know. I think the way it looks at it, like you don't just say something and then you, you align to that frequency, but it's saying it with... Like you're saying, intention. Yeah, exactly. The exactly. intention you have, whether it's to be a, you know, grow your business, whether it's yeah. to be a better um, person. But it comes to... from your heart, doesn't come from your head or a place of ego. It's not coming. Mm. Mm. I wish I was. I wish I become rich. You know that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's coming from your heart and from meaning. You know. And when other people get that vibe off you, that they, they can see that it is coming from those good intentions. Definitely. You want to help out. Yeah. Like, exactly. Exactly. It's attractive. Yeah. You know, like. Mm. And that's where sort you're of manifestation is it comes in. Like if you're putting it out in the world and you can see that it's coming from a good place, you know, yeah. like people are gonna sort of Well you can tell when that. someone has yeah. You can tell when someone has a good heart and good intentions compared like there could be someone with a billion dollars and you literally couldn't tell because they've just got a big heart and they have pure attention. There could be another person. Shout out to Bill Gates. Fucking <laughs> 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 Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Right eye is recording at all times. But <laughs> That's what they reckon with like Joe that. Biden the other night. They reckon he had at the debate. They reckon he had uh, contact lenses on because <laughs> normally he he's got if, blue eyes. He had I don't black. think he had his. I don't think he was charged. Bro, he was oh no, he was charged. Low, low charge since <laughs> the bloke was <laughs> talking. Hey, what about skin. Trump getting coronavirus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of the week. Hustle of the week. Once he um comes back from it, but he's in the like he's in the the range really. That it can, yeah. can be serious. That it can be serious. He's what seventy four. He's a little bit chubby too. Yeah, he's, he's not the he healthiest looking bloke. He's not that. He eats macas all the time. Bro. He eats macas all the time, so he doesn't get food poisoned by like not food. Like someone tries to poison him, he would just like get macas from random places that they don't know that like he's it's coming him. and shit. Yeah, just walk in because he's like heaps shit scared that yeah. someone's gonna poison him. Yeah, well, what well, he's doing? Yeah. yeah, he's trying to take out all the big pharmaceutical. Car- he's trying to change the world, really. Yeah. That's of course, and the last people that done that you've seen, they got shot. JFK, JFK, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it'll be crazy things. Honestly, I'm, I'd, if I don't know if you guys saw in the Simpsons episode at the end of it, like Donald Trump after coming president dies. So like, yeah, this been true, everything's been bro. true so far. Like, <laughs> the Simpsons, bro. Yeah. Daytime travel. Yeah, what the know, fuck is insane, that bullshit? Bro. Matt Groening, I think he microdoses. Yeah, oh, it's Matt, I think he see, macro Matt Groening's on yeah. another level, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's just like on 30 seasons. Yeah, like I know, this. they just hit 30 seasons. Maybe he's got, the real I've prophet. I've got my Simpsons tattoos going on. Yeah. I've got, I've got yeah. my, um, oh my. Uh, Lucy too. from um, Matt Groening's new show, um, Disenchantment. It's a decent one. <laughs> so you're a big fan of Matt Groening? I like him, yeah. yeah it's very creative. Fun. Maybe he's like the modern day prophet. 
Instead of writing the Bible, he's writing the sin. Yeah. <laughs> People will look back in 2000 like years. content there to create a religion. Like, Simpsons could be a religion. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> probably, right. Honestly, yeah. I think that it would be. Like, yeah. there'd be a subsection somewhere. Like, I reckon there's a Facebook group if you went on and it's just devout Simpsons fan. 100%. 100%. 200 years in the future, The Simpsons is going to be the new Bible. Yeah. <laughs> if it keeps going the way it is, yes. And then Futurama will be the real, like, be real life in that time. Did you yeah, guys tell have... fucking the who's the pink guy, the Zoidberg. Tell him fucking oh, square yeah, up. Sure. <laughs> um, the, in the Simpsons, I don't know if you guys saw that. Like, oh, they they're getting bored of terrorism. Like, we need to um, make a new a new world issue. So they're like. They, they were like the big like the people that yeah. run the world are like around that globe yeah yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're like oh let's um let's make a fake global pandemic and like <laughs> a new virus and like and then like they literally <laughs> like write it it's like and this was like years ago and it was like so spot on to coronavirus Gosh. and like the Simpsons is just on their shit I don't, <laughs> well, know, I don't know like where they're getting this shit from <laughs> yeah, like, well unless the people that are running the world now. Oh, like just love the Simpsons yeah. that might be the thing <laughs> maybe, <they laughs> maybe, maybe the Simpsons aren't predicting shit they grew shit. up on the Simpsons yeah. Yeah. maybe they're just gone the information Let's just churns take it through real life they're maybe. just taking the piss now they're like <laughs> maybe Matt Groening runs the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the higher power in <laughs> mind blown we, just, we figured it out <laughs> Yeah, I think that wraps us up this week, though. Um, fucking beautiful chats. We could probably talk another twelve hours if we really yeah. Wanted so, yeah. Any but, um, when's plug, your plug yourself? When's your music coming out? Or I'm what's, hoping what's to have some music out by the end of the year. Otherwise, <laughs> um, I'm gonna smash some out. Uh, maybe start it next year. Um, yeah, if you guys follow me on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll get Te- it up techie, there. Techie underscore don't worry. Um, T E K I E underscore D W from the area yeah so just yeah follow me and um i'll be out there you know plugging some stuff when you're Beautiful. in sydney when the clubs open back yeah. up don't be shy say hi to techie i'll be out there best mullet in sydney <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Miss you can't miss you <laughs> yeah no sweet so All right. um, it's another Hustler Daily, That's boys. Hustler Daily. Thanks for coming on, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very chats. much. Sick hands. We'll have to do a part uh, two soon. Chat, but we'll have to definitely fucking have a Fuck part yeah. two soon. But yeah, that's another Thank you, brother. Hustler Daily. We out. We're out. Lada.